0: Hey guys, thanks for taking the drive down State Street. In this episode, we discuss our results from the Clifton Strength Finder by Gallup. <music> Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to State Street. Hey guys, this is Nick Kleitch, the co host, the voice uh along with me are my buds here as always Cole, uh, Cole Sosinski and Jeremy Machino. Uh gentlemen, how are we?
1: Nick, we're good. We had a you know a very hot, humid 4th of July up here in the in the muggy state of Minnesota. You know, wasn't it really didn't really go as expected. We uh we had a little family trouble that we had to uh kind of take care of first. So, you know, great 4th of July. Got to hang out with the dog, got to watch fireworks, you know. Can't complain about it.
2: Yeah, if I had to sum up the weekend in one word, it would be relaxing. I, I got to, to hang by the pool. I got to get a workout in. I got to drink a little beer afterwards. I got to eat some good food, hang with my dad, uh, play 18 holes on Sunday. Nothing, nothing really better than the weekend I could have had. It was, it was relaxing without a doubt.
1: You know, Nick, we never ask you how your weekend is. It sounds like uh, you know you had a little fun
0: yeah i uh I love Fourth of July It's one of my favorite holidays um reason being is is just always a big fan of bringing people that I love and, and the friends that I care about together and just just having a good time uh killing some beers of course and uh I think the last couple of weeks anybody in the Midwest has experienced the freaking humidity that we've had' because it's been terrible the last couple of weeks but uh nothing better than ninety degrees and and a hundred percent humidity outside. <laughs> So for all those folks that are celebrating the Fourth of July, I hope everyone is happy and and healthy and and safe, of course. Uh, but go ahead and as you guys are prepping for the fireworks here on State Street, uh, we hope to to be able to bring a little bit of entertainment. But we went ahead and we did the Clifton Strengths Finder from Gallup Company, and so this is essentially uh, one of the the most well science based backed up. Uh, strengths assessment. And so we went ahead took that got our results back and and the the entirety of this episode is us going to be kind of shooting back and forth on our strengths and what we found interesting and uh what we also found surprising actually is as, as we found some uh I think uh, maybe the the top couple will be uh pretty obvious if we know us um but the the later two will be kind of interesting.
2: I think what's going to be cool about this Nick and and obviously you can correct me and Jeremy you can cor- correct me if I'm wrong. But it's gonna get. It's gonna allow our listeners to get to know us a little bit, be- a little bit better. But it's also gonna help us, I think, create a little bit better content as we get to know each other a lot better and on a deeper level. And and obviously, as we go through these things, you know, it's gonna strike a chord with maybe people who listen to us and know us. Um, and and it's obviously gonna strike a chord with the three of us. So I think it's gonna be pretty cool on a lot of different ends.
1: Yeah, guys. I mean, if you know me, like if you know me in the slightest, uh, these um these strengths are definitely to be expected and you know it's it's really cool to actually have something to back it up now
0: yeah well we'll get into that why that's so important to you Jeremy to have those facts but so what this is for the listeners if they're open to or or why the heck we even went this route so um, this is a professional development <clears throat> excuse me sorry listeners my voice is a little a little gravel from yelling here but uh, basically what this is for is professional development so it's a self-awareness assessment where it says, I take this test and it says, Nick, these are the five things that you're very, very gifted at, or have a tendency to be gifted at, based on you know you taking the test. Obviously, so the reason we wanted to do it was because I had taken this test actually a year ago, and it really helped me develop self-awareness of like myself, how I act, why I say the things that I do, things of this nature. And so I wanted to present that to you guys. Uh, we went ahead and and all three did the tests and. Obviously, we'll go ahead and get into it here, but uh, that's a little bit on why we wanted to do it to create some self-awareness. And if I'm missing anything on that, feel free to add in here real quick before we dive in.
2: Well, I was going to say, I mean, the only other important thing, I mean, it, it, it didn't even take that long, to be quite honest with no. you. I mean, it took like 30, 45 minutes. You get your in, you get your results instantly. So kind of like you said, Nick, I mean, if if people are kind of struggling maybe to find an identity or maybe they just really, they're searching for something that's going to direct their course or, or give them an idea of, of where on, you know, the, this journey that that they're going on, where to go or how to, how to navigate it. It, this strength finder on, on Gallup by Gallup company is a great way to, to find, and obviously this is not sponsored or anything. And like we did this on our own. we all three of us found it. All three of us have talked about it off air. We love it. And, and like Nick said, as, as we get into this, it's going to be a fun conversation.
0: Yeah. And I think that was, I think that was a really nice liaison there, Cole. So getting right into things, a common misconception is that we need to be well-rounded and we're talking off air as students grow up in a school system and and there's no right or wrong here, but we have a tendency to focus maybe where we're on our weaknesses. And so there's a story in there uh, in the book that was like, okay. 70 i think 77% of parents wanted to focus on the lowest performing grades and so what the the author of this book challenges is is it smarter to try to bring our strengths and maximize our strengths or is it smarter to try to be more well-rounded where we're trying to bring up our weaknesses and work in areas so we can be more well-rounded
1: I think this is a a good argument of the specialization versus generalization and where like I can see both sides of it. However, I lean towards specialization because I believe playing to your strengths is the best way to move forward. But there's also some merit in you know, generalizing your, your beliefs and your thoughts and your knowledge. Where like If you hate math but, and you're not going to use much math in the future, it's probably still a good idea to be you know, up to speed on, on common math stuff. But yeah, I, uh, I definitely lean towards the specialization part. I was always one in, in school where I was like, why do I have to take the art of being human when I'm going to be a software engineer? <laughs> it was never like, you know, I want to pursue humanities and software engineering. So it was kind of like, yeah, this is a this is a waste of my time. Why am I here? And I just stuck it out and got past it, but it still kind of just sucked having to pay for that class.
0: Well, I think that's where we run into a little bit of <clears throat> disengagement when it comes to up and coming in a school system. So like you said, there were classes that we were forced to take both in school and in upper Iowa that I did not care one ounce to take. Like I understand that their purpose is to allow for exploration. However, this book is arguing if we focus more of our intense energy on our strengths, we are going to be able to maximize and manifest ourselves much stronger than if we try to bring up that C plus to a B minus. So that was kind of the first part of why I thought this was interesting. And it breaks a little bit of social normality as well too, because we're taught and, you know, be well-rounded, get good grades. Well, they take that and they break it down a little further and they make it like, okay, so if we're good in science, then we need to pursue our way in science to max out our our interests and our strengths.
2: Well, and to to bring it full circle, even professionally too. I mean, does anyone care if you're in a sales role? Does anyone care if you're good at marketing or if you're really good at, Computer programming or if you're really good at doing web design no people want you to be a good salesman they want you to be able to know the product have product knowledge they want you to be able to pitch it and they want you to be able to close it right it, it's it's so much more about being a master of something than being uh, a jack of all trades or being well-rounded as as you know the school system tries to make us believe
1: yeah I think once you know your strengths you should be asking yourself is my employer? Does my employer even care about this? So like, I mean, by the time what we're sophomores, juniors in college, we kind of already have a a or like an area of where where we want to go into. So like baseball for me, sports for me. Cole always wanted to be marketing, sports sales. Nick Nick is a I mean he's been a great salesman. So like, why would we have to take art of being human, and why would they have to take computer program? I mean they're <laughs> not not going to, you know, ever use it in their life. They may, I mean, maybe later on they may get bored and want to check it out, but like they're not getting paid to be computer programmers and I'm not getting paid to be a, a salesman. So why do, why do we have to mix and intertwine these things, basically wasting each other's time and not benefiting anyone?
0: Yeah. Cause that's the argument right there, right? Is, is Nick going and learning software engineering going to help out the world Or should I just stick to sales and have a guy like Jeremy do software engineering? So it's like we were talking a little bit off air. What if what if the the synchronization of a society is everyone has a job that that can be unique? Like there there's a job for everybody. Excuse me. Like I have no interest to do what Jeremy does, and that's totally okay because guess what? Jeremy loves what Jeremy does. I have no interest. (laughs) (laughs) So that's the beauty of how this works and. To pull it back on Cole's point, this is a good starting point to just learn about yourself. So as you guys would agree, like there were some in there where you're like, okay, things are starting to make more sense why I'm saying and doing the things I'm doing, correct? Absolutely.
2: Without a doubt, yeah.
0: Yeah, because that was the fun part, and and that's where we're going to get the meat of the conversation today, is just building that self-awareness to know why we do what we do. But another thing I want to throw out right before we get into the good stuff is your passion is different than your strengths. Some of the strengths that you have may not be something you even enjoy doing, but you're very, very good at it. So this is not saying to follow your passion. It's saying to follow your strengths, but to use passion to still do things. Case in point, we were talking off air on this. We wanted to be professional athletes, all of us, like aspirations of being a professional athlete. However, so our passion lies there. However, our strengths were not going to get us there. there. There were some physical things, there were some mental things that we had to accept the fact that we won't be professional athletes. So we can still play the sport Jeremy just played today. In fact, so you can follow those passions, but you have to understand that there may be that pill of reality saying, Hey, I, I want to do this, but is this actually attainable? And or where do my my strength and my potential lie? Well, why don't we go ahead and work our way around? And we're gonna we're gonna talk about all five. So there's five that you get you get listed out. What's the first one for us going around? We'll talk about that a little bit. But I think what we're more apt to is getting into the meat and potatoes, which was like strengths three through five.
1: Yeah. So I mean, if uh, any of the listeners know me in the slightest or have listened to the the podcast before, this uh, this first strength comes to no surprise to anybody. My uh, my number one strength was analytical, and the first sentence. Uh, describing the analytical nature was, prove it, show me why what you are claiming is true. And then what makes me stand out is chances are good that you are a no-nonsense person. And and would you two say that is pretty spot on?
0: That was something that came out right away where I just laughed. I had to laugh because we knew we were going to get that out of Jeremy. But just to confirm it on the Strength Finder, he is an analytical person. So thank goodness we have that confirmed now.
2: He also is a no nonsense person. If you know Jeremy, he's not going to take shit from anyone.
0: Yeah, I think it's uh, I think it's really funny though, because if you know you Jer in any capacity, like, well, I mean, what more, it, it, what more can we ask for than just you getting called analytical right away? <laughs> but it was just good to confirm that, and I think I think that helps us understand you better though, because when we're going to present something to you in the future or in a place of employment. That is something like you said that your manager should take seriously and know that like that's how I need Jeremy to operate at his strength is when he's doing in that in that type of environment.
1: Even in school, it was whenever someone would like try to walk around the point or talk about fluff, try to get me to do something. I've always been like, just tell me what you want me to do and I'll do it. Like it, it, for me, it's just plain and simple. What do you want? How do you want it? And I'll go do it. It's. I mean, for me, it's just that
2: simple. And to go back to the no nonsense part. Portion, Jeremy. I think you know, for emotion, where where you really appreciate emotion is when it's well thought out emotion. Just like you said, you don't you don't want the fluff, you don't want the the run around. If you get no nonsense, real raw emotion, I think that's and I think you would agree. I think think I think that's when you appreciate it and value it and respect it the most.
1: Yeah, I yeah. There's been just so many times where I'm I'm sitting there and I'll I'll have someone talk to me like in school or anywhere basically. And they'll they'll do the small talk. They'll try to like connect with me. And I'm like, I know what you're trying to do. And I know you're trying to smooch up to me so you can get me to do something. Why don't you just, why don't you just come out and say it? And if I think it's interesting or I think it's worth both of our time, then I will absolutely do it. I have no problem.
0: Well, there's a level of communication there that I think everyone needs to take from that. I think that that is something that everyone needs to work on communicating a little bit more efficiently with what they, what they truly want. I think that would help out uh, solve a lot of problems, but
2: Cole, what was your number one, buddy? Uh, My number one strength, Nick was focus. Um, And basically, you know, the, the short and sweet of it was basically people who are especially talented and focus in the focus theme can take a direction, follow through and make corrections necessary to stay on track this last sentence is literally four words and i think it it sums up you know the way i operate and and the way i go about you know work and and the way i went about school and sports it's they prioritize then act and i i really appreciate that and i really see that in myself because i am definitely as my mom would love to call it and she's going to love the fact that i say this on here i'm a taskmaster right if you give me a list of here's everything I need you to do today, I'm going to do everything in my power to bust my balls and get it done. Not just within the, within the day, but I'm going to try to get it done like before noon.
1: Yeah. See, I'm the complete opposite. If you give me a list, I'm going to procrastinate as long as I can and and then get it done last minute.
2: Right. Well, and that's why, you know, focus for me was, was number one. And it's almost, I, you know, I've talked to Nick about this a little bit. I focus almost a, even maybe to a fault at times, especially at a younger age. I I have I have a hyper focus issue, I guess if that's what you want to call it or strength, I guess we're calling it. It's not an issue, it's a strength of I focus so much that it turns people off socially. When I'm playing a sport, I'm focusing so much or when I'm at work, I'm I'm so focused on the work I'm doing or when I am in sc- when I'm doing schoolwork, I'm so focused on the task at hand, the assignment at hand that I'm not necessarily the most social. I don't reach out. I don't um, have conversation, side conversations going on because I'm so intent on getting whatever's in front of me and and getting whatever is done by the due date or before the due date. Um, is is there?
1: Yeah, for uh, for those who have not personally met Cole, this is 100 percent him. And there was like times we would be at practice, and I would like literally just be like. Try to say hi to him, and the dude just straight face just walks past you because he's so just focused on what he what he's doing at hand. And it's like, if you don't know Cole, you're gonna get turned off by that because he's he's so focused on what he's doing in the moment. But if you know Cole, it's it's just Cole, and there's nothing wrong with that because he will 100 percent have a conversation with you when he is done.
2: I I think too, yeah. I think that's I think that's perfect. And I think in a situation like that, I, I have a lot of things going on in my mind. You know, especially if I'm, I'm heading to baseball practice or if we're, if we're in a baseball practice or if I'm at work or if I'm getting to work in the morning. It's like, I'm not, I'm not trying to be an asshole. I'm not trying to not conversate with you. It's just, I got a lot on my mind. I got a lot on my plate. I got a lot I'm, gonna, I'm trying to get done. I'm, I got a lot I'm trying to work through. And it, it comes across, that's, that's where this, this focus strength comes across as, uh, or it's, it, it's sometimes to my, to my demise, as I like to say.
0: Well, and now that we know that it changes everything, like, cause I remember there was a couple of times where I was like, Cole must be pissed off today or something. And in (laughs) all reality, that assumption hurt me because it was literally that you were just so goddamn focused. Like you were just so focused and maybe this is another cool thing of why I wanted to do this. Like now I understand you further in depth. Like, so if I see that in the future, I can know like, oh, okay. Maybe Cole is in his focus mode. Like I think that is something that having that awareness is so powerful because now not only can you I don't know if working on it is what I want to say but you have the acknowledgement of like okay if I ever rubbed somebody wrong that's probably where the the inclination is coming from.
2: Without a doubt. Yeah, I it, it's it's a self-awareness piece for me and it's also something I think I've I've gotten a lot better at. I I try to be a lot more aware of, of my surroundings and who's around me, what's going on around me, as opposed to being straight line focused from point A to point B of getting something done, having a task assigned and getting it done. Um, but yeah, dude, I, I also, you know, if anyone listens to this and I have an interaction with them, that's also what it is. It's, you know, I'm not trying to not be social. I love to talk to people. I love a lot of people I come into contact with. It's simply that, that I like to get shit done and I like to get shit done on time or ahead of schedule.
0: (laughs) No doubt, man. Well, Hey, I'm going to go ahead and, uh, and share mine just so we can keep the ball rolling on, on this, just because we have a lot of really fun stuff to come. So you guys, this is your first time hearing me and we decided to do it live because I wanted to see what your reactions are. But my number one strength is learner actually. So I love to learn the subject matter interests you. Most will be determined by other themes and experiences, but whatever it is that draws you to the process of learning is what you love to do. The process is actually more compelling than the actual result itself, which is interesting. So like, it's not even what the end result is that intrigues me most. It's learning about the subject matter that interests me.
1: Going into uh, your senior year, our junior year, I 100% would have not expected that out of you. And I don't think you (laughs) probably would have gotten that. But after, you know, knowing you and living with you and seeing what you experienced and how you move forward from that, it definitely makes sense that you are a learner. You you read a ton. You're always looking to expand your knowledge. So uh, getting learner doesn't really surprise me, actually.
2: I would say, Nick, it, it doesn't surprise me at all. And I think what's really cool is the fact that it's not necessarily what you're learning, but, but the, the, the process of learning, as we've talked about before on, on you know another one of our episodes. I think one thing that really gets you going and that I really love about you is you love having those light bulb moments when you're going through the process of learning something or you're oh. going through the process of reading a book, right? you read something and it just instantly clicks with you. And that I think gives you such a shot of dopamine that it, it, it gives you like a reader's or a learner's high.
0: Yeah, dude, it's crazy. You say that because like, I never thought about it like that. Like I thought of it very literally, like I enjoy learning, which I do. But as we were just talking about, it's the light bulb moments that get me fired up. Cause I remember there were a couple of books I read early on where I was just like, Oh my God, like, I'm completely changed now by reading that. And like, I am opening this can of worms and I'm blowing that shit up. Like, this is awesome. So it's cool to to have you as an outsider look to me and say more of the light bulb creates such a high hit of dopamine and boy, I better get one of those today somehow or this week.
2: <laughs> I think, I think also to that point and to dive a little deeper, but that's exactly where I'm going. Those light bulb moments kind of, kind of. Make you want to dive deeper and continue that process of learning whatever you're learning. So it's not so much of here's the content I need to learn it. It's here's the content. Oh, there's my light bulb moment. Let's take that and run with it a little bit and get to the end result of of mastering or or learning all of this content.
0: Yeah, because just like even with our podcast, like I wasn't directly interested in like the equipment usage, but like now that we're in the process of podcasting, just like we talk, Cole, like. I'm opened up to a completely different level of how the world works. Like with our guests, like there are some guests that have come on that I would have never thought like prior to doing this. Like, I wonder if they'd be good on a podcast or I wonder if they'd provide a unique story. And now it's like, holy cow, I see that in such a different light. So, uh, but yeah, it's that, that shot of dopamine of, of figuring things out. And I just, in general, I like looking at things and wondering like, how does this work or how can it work better? What's the systems around it? Like that that part really intrigues me, but uh, Jer, I'll circle back over to you. Uh, so that was round one. Uh, so learner for Nick, um, analytical for Jeremy, and um, my goodness, Colt, well, I'm drawing a blank. Why? I'm focus, gonna, focus, yeah. focus,
2: <laughs> as I'm doing right now.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, Jeremy, go ahead and, and shed a light on number two for us, will you?
1: So number two for me is is context, and what that is is it tells me is I look back. You look back because that is where the answers lie. You look back to understand the present. From your vague vantage point, the present is unstable, a confusing clamor of competing voices. It is only by casting your mind to an earlier time, a time when plans were drawn up, that the present regains its stability. And I think, I mean, these guys can speak on that. I... It goes hand in hand with analytical. I I look back, I assess the past to predict the future, basically. I mean, anyone who's in analytics has to have some sort of context because we learn from the past so we don't uh, repeat our mistakes in the future. And what makes me stand out with context is it says, chances are good that you examine historical events. I mean, yeah, I love history. Uh, Past podcasts have talked about wanting to go to, you know, ancient Rome, ancient Greece, figure it out, look around, see everything. And then I, it also tells me, I study the lives of people involved and affected by them. And yes, I mean, let's, let's be honest. If you like ancient history at all, you, you know, basically Caesar, um, any of the Roman empires, any like Alexander the Great. I love like studying and learning like different traits about them. Leadership, Alexander the Great was a great leader. Caesar, you know, maybe not that great of a leader, terrible kind of person. But, you know, I just love learning about people. And learning about the mistakes they made, so I don't have to make those same mistakes.
0: Yeah, I, I think it's the the scope, Jer. For you, I think you like looking at patterns. That's obviously the analytical oh, yeah. mind. But I think that's what is so sp- specifically for this one, the how you look at the past. So we are just joking because before we came on, so I'm not a very punctual person, or, or more or less just kind of fly by uh, whatever's happening, <laughs> and so. We had talked about how Jeremy, and this is, we're completely cool talking about it because we're good friends and we're open, but, um, Jeremy didn't necessarily trust me. He didn't trust me being able to fall through a tasks. Now I could get upset about that, but the truth of the matter is I'm not very punctual. (laughs) So I, I have every right to feel those, you know? And so we were talking about how the reason though, that he doesn't trust me is because my past track record of being late does not allow for the future. So we just thought it was kind of a light bulb moment. There we go with our light bulb. (laughs) (laughs)
2: exactly but no like again this is why i think
0: it's good because i'm not offended by that at all because it's a fact like those are things that happen but like knowing that that strength is yours like it makes so much more sense now because you're looking at track record so like it was just a nice light bulb moment to know, like, you don't hate me as a person. You just hate my track record.
1: <laughs> yeah, I just hate how late you were to every lifting event ever. <laughs> yeah.
0: So, well, no, that's awesome. Yeah, those two for Jeremy, obviously, right away, we, we had noon. At some point, analytical would come up. Cole, what, do you, what was your two, and, and where does it come into the picture?
2: Uh, My two, Nick, was was responsibility, and it's, it, it's kind of an interesting one um, for me because basically for me, I mean, I, I feel responsible for a lot of things. Um, and I'm going to, I'm going to do a complete 180. I, I didn't expect this one to be a number two, to be completely honest with you. Um, and obviously as I, I took the quiz and everything, clearly this thing felt it was a strength, but one thing that caught my eye kind of in my, in, in the description or the analysis that, that this, this test or this quiz put together, um, was excuses and rationalizations are totally unacceptable to you. And I think that for me is, I think that hits the nail like right on the head. If somebody tells me I can't do something, or if I'm given the, a reason that something won't happen or something's not gonna happen, or even if I just simply screw up, you know, I'm gonna ask why. I'm gonna ask why isn't something gonna happen, or I'm gonna ask why did I screw up? And I'm not gonna, I'm not one to make excuses you know i i like to think that if if i screw up let's say i let's say i'm late one one night to a to record with you guys right you know as we all have been and and you know, people have been late doing everything i you know i'm not the i'm not one to make excuses i'm not one to to try to rationalize it or or make it seem okay because the, you know the fact of the matter it's not it's not okay to show up late to work it's not okay to be 125 yards out from the green and come up ten yards short when I know I can I can pull out the pitching wedge and, and get it there. Uh it's just a matter of of showing up, doing the right thing and, and, and getting it done. Um and I don't know, man. I this one like this one it made me think and and obviously like I, I, I see myself so much in all of this because, you know, it says apologies aren't not enough. You know, I've a I I see that in myself a lot. I see that um I have an obsession for doing things right. You know, Nick, you and I often talk about, you know, when we're, when we're, we're fat and rich someday, <laughs> you know, like if, if it's you're buying a boat or you're building a home gym, you know, we're not going not gonna to cheap out. We're not going to do it the cheap way and, and try to just put it together. We're going to do it right, right? If you're going to do something, you might as well do it right.
0: Yeah, so I, I'm going to add in mine with this. So I was not responsibility, I, I excuse me, it, I have responsibility, but it is like my four what? or five. Yeah, I do. <coughs> <laughs> no I way. Yeah, you guys are shocked by that. I know you are. Um, yeah, so that was like my number four or five was, was responsibility. But how it pertains to this, and this is a, an easy quote, but it goes, how you do anything is how you do everything. And so what that means That's to good. me is like, yeah. So what that means to me is like I take ownership for even like if I'm going to go to Walmart to get groceries – like, I'm going to make that shit 100% awesome. Like, I'm going to go and I'm going to, like, because, right. and it's like, it takes a pride with it. Like, if we're going to be playing this or, or doing that, I want to make sure that I hold that on my shoulders so I can control the outcomes of of that to the the biggest extent. But yeah, that's funny. You guys laughed at me. Um, <laughs> uh, but the thing that I liked most about it was it says, whether large or small, you feel emotionally bound to follow through with it to completion. So I, that is something that hits me like right on the head. Like I'm trying to work on it, but I've been a lot better. Like just giving my word out, like I'm going to do it and I'm going to follow through with it. But if I don't, I do take full responsibility and like, I probably have a bigger heart than a lot of people. And like, I know I don't like go through the actual term of responsibility, meaning like being on time, which is fair. We've established I'm not as punctual as, as some people, but uh yeah. yeah. So when we, uh, when, when you had that on there, I was going to see what your reaction was knowing that that was one of my strengths as well.
2: I think it's interesting. I think it's, I think it's actually perfect that, Nick, you, you had it a little lower on your list because I think that's something that you've grown into. Yeah. I think for me that's something – I think focus and responsibility are, are two things that early on were ingrained in me and were things that were at the core of who I am. They're not necessarily things I've had to grow or I've had to learn about or I've had to become better at. And I think you have done a really nice job of growing into that and learning about that and becoming that, you know, in the last few years. I, I just, again, I go back to that, you know, if you're going to do something, do it right. And that for me, that was always the way it was, whether it was sports or whether it's my job or whether it's just simply making friends. If I'm going to if I'm going to try to make friends, I'm not going to half ass it and give you the fluff, you know that Jeremy talked about. Exactly. At the beginning, I'm going to try to make a genuine and real connection that's going to be a real friendship and that's going to be something that's going to last.
0: Yeah, cuz what what that means to me is and I didn't display this in college very well because of the environment that I was in at the time, obviously, like doing drugs and drinking and getting fucked up all the time. Like that's not going to lead to a lot of success <laughs> flat out. So uh, but there's no greater like turn on for me than when someone comes to me and says, I want a job to be done. You are my guy to do that. Like, that is the biggest turn on for me because then I am fully responsible for being able to complete the task and doing it to the best of my ability. Now, I'm seeing more of that as you guys added because I'm in the professional workforce. So now, like, now more things are clicking for me there that, like, allow me to know, like, I need to be more serious. And obviously, as I'm being more serious, this comes in beautifully with being responsible.
2: That's one thing, Nick, that Dale Carnegie talks about too, and how to win friends and influence people, to reference back to that book. If you can, as a leader, if you can give people something to take responsibility of, or give give something for people to take ownership of, you're gonna get the best out of people, and I think that reigns true. I think that, I think that exact lesson is true right now with what you're what what you and I are talking about.
0: Yeah, hundred percent. Well, just for time's sake here, I know we got a lot of good stuff going and coming, but Jared, let's go ahead and and uh, or wait, no, is it on me?
2: It's on you. Yeah, we're we on. Need to hear your second. It's on you. <laughs>
0: so. My second strength is includer. And so one of the definitions yeah. under that is, and you guys could probably know that right away, but I'm always looking for people to come in to experience whatever we're doing together. I, I always want to make sure everyone's having fun and that everyone's taken care of and just making sure the the environment or the atmosphere and whatever we're doing is electric. So I think this one for for me to you guys. Um, was, was probably a, a, a given based on some of my actions and, on how we did parties and stuff like that and some other things. But you guys can, I'm just curious on, on what your thoughts are there.
1: Yeah. I think this one was a no brainer for, for me and Cole. You definitely are the one who wants to talk to everybody and make everyone feel included. So hearing that you're an includer doesn't shock me in the slightest.
0: Yeah, I think that was the more common one for me. Like analytical was to you uh, when this came out, I was like, yeah, that that makes total sense. But when I was reading <laughs> it, when I was reading it, I was like, "Oh my gosh, this is such a good definition of like why I cared for everyone coming over to our house. A responsibility B because I can control the environment. And if I can control oh, yeah. the environment, I know I can help everyone have a good time."
2: What I liked about that and yeah, like I agree with everything you guys just said. I mean, it's all true. I couldn't have said it better, frankly. Nick, I, I will just always remember anytime there was there was people in our home, whether it was the people that were living there or whether it was people coming in from the outside, you weren't happy until they were happy. and I think that's something to be admired, and I think that's something that's super cool about you, is you want to give every ounce of effort into making it an inclusive environment and making everyone feel welcome and feeling that they're there for a reason they're in, they're with you. They're being included with you for a reason.
0: Yeah, this one. So this is interesting. This one was actually almost uh, has a double-edged sword to it. So this will make more sense to you guys now as, as we go. So when I make plans, when, and if I ever do make plans, um, (laughs) I with when people hit me up, so I've I've been very blessed to have a lot of great family and friends in my life. So when I get to the weekend or doing the week, People want to reach out to me and ask me what I'm doing. Well, my includer tells me I want to meet with everyone, right? Well, guess what? That doesn't necessarily help out when it comes to scheduling things, you know? So a lot of the reason why I'm late is because I'm usually coming from somewhere else to get to the next thing. So I always take in too much of like, yeah, man, I'll make it work. Yeah, man, let's do it next weekend. Yeah, man, let's go golfing. Like I do all of those things because of my including nature, but there is a demise to that. And the demise is unfortunately... I do run late sometimes, (laughs) but yeah, so that one was good. Um, Now we're going to get into more of the deeper level stuff, I think, or, or the, maybe the non as predictable, uh, Jeremy, what was your third?
1: So my third is competition. And I think my teammates, if, if you were my teammate, you definitely know I am competitive. Like there was a, there was a time where I would literally stand on the baseball mound and talk to myself. And like pump myself up because I hated just not being good. And thankfully, I'm past that point where I can, don't have to talk to myself, but it was still like, I am extremely competitive to a T where I absolutely hate losing. And I, it definitely rubs people the wrong way. If I would have taken this <laughs> test, if I would have taken this test in high school, I bet competition would have been number one. I like everything in my life was a competition or yeah, it was a competition. And if I didn't win it, I got super, 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 super pissed off. And, you know, I hate losing. And I can actually, you know, translate this to my personal working life or my working life. Because when I was first getting trained in at Sport Radar, I felt so worthless not being the first one done with a question. Not being able to complete a question because I didn't have the, the knowledge my coworkers did. So it literally took me a week to get myself up to speed with them to the point where i could go out on my own answer questions and then just have someone check my work before i could send it out i had to get to that point where i was good enough to be be able to be trusted by my coworkers and it just bothered me that i wasn't good enough
2: jeremy i think it's really interesting you say that if if younger you would have taken this that that would've been at the top because i think for me it had had 12 year old Cole taken this 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 quiz or whatever focus and competition I think would have been at the top because I like at a young age I was obsessed with being like trying to be the best and be better than <laughs> everyone else it didn't matter how it didn't matter what it looked like if it, if it was pretty or not and I think that's where now taking this my responsibility that that piece that we just talked about how it's I want to do things right I want to make sure I do it correctly and if I'm going to do something I'm going to do it right that has taken over my competitive drive more so. And it's, it's almost lessened that to, to a point of, I mean, I'm still somewhat competitive. It's not in my top five, but I would rather do something right and come up just a bit short than, than just simply beat somebody. So it's interesting to hear you say that because yeah. I like that.
1: Oh yeah, Every, in basically in everything I do, baseball analytics, um, helping people out, work. If I'm not the best or close to the best, I Am not fulfilled. I feel like I have let someone down. So, whether it be my coworkers, my friends, or myself, I like it bothers me when I am not giving my 100% and being the best.
0: <laughs> no, that's great though. You have to be competitive in life to win. And that's just a matter of the fact. We can't walk around that. Now, our level of competitiveness can turn some people off, but. There again, at the end of the day, you got to take care of yourself. So we understand where that's coming from. But yeah, Cole, I would agree too. I think when I met you in college, I would say competitive was, would be up there. Um, you're probably still competitive. I mean, we're both probably all still competitive being post-athletes, but uh, it's fun to know that that was uh, within Jeremy's top five because it makes a lot of sense why we know we need to get his ass beat on Fortnite, that he'd freak the fuck out for no reason. <laughs> or, when I'm, or,
1: or when I'm at practice and I'm swearing in my glove and call, I'm telling myself that I suck.
0: Exactly. Yeah. No. It it ties things together beautifully for us to know. Um, Cole, what was your number three, man?
2: Uh, my number three was was probably the most surprising for me. And Nick, I've told you my number three. I don't know if I've told Jeremy my number three. My number three was harmony. Mm. And to me, that like I there is almost a, a little bit of a negative connotation of that. But when I read through it all, and I actually I, I understood it, I grasped it. It was actually um, quite flattering to be completely honest with you. And maybe that's good. Maybe it's, maybe it's just a little bit of the Midwest nice in me that I I don't necessarily like conflict or I like to be, um, I like to be a middleman. I I like to form an opinion based off of, um, learning from both sides of a coin. Um, and yeah, I, th- this one it was it was really interesting to me. It was it was not something I I at all expected to be on my top five strength list, but I am flattered to to have it be.
0: Well, let's I'm gonna define it a little further just because I don't want people to misunderstand what it means for harmony. Yeah, the harmony aspect is what it's referring to is you look for areas of agreement. So like you're always trying to see if you can help people come together to get a generalized consensus. So like it's not like an includer like me where I like I want people to be excited and have fun with what we're at and what we're doing. Like you're you're looking at more of how can we all come together to move forward in the general direction. So like it's a little bit of difference. It's not like harmony is in like you're floating and up in the clouds. It's like you like the synchronization of helping everyone get to the, the common goal.
2: Right. Well and and one one line when I was reading through this and really trying to study it, it was kind of interesting just with with the times we're living in with, with a lot of issues between race and gender, and, and also trying to deal with a pandemic that has affected people physically and, and psychologically. Uh, it's, wouldn't we all be more productive? And this is in the, the harmony, like description or, or analysis of me. Uh, and it's, a, it's talking about mindset of, wouldn't we all be more productive if we kept our opinions in check and instead looked for a consensus and support?
0: Mm. Yes.
2: And to me, when I read that, it, just, it struck a chord just because of all the stuff we're going through. And a lot of times, you know, obviously I have my opinions on everything, just as, as you guys, you know, both do. And everyone has their own opinions. And, the, you know, this is the harmony in me, but everyone has a right to have those opinions. And we all, we all should have those opinions. But instead of trying to impose those on other people or, or fighting for, for who's right and who's wrong, why, you know, and, and back to how to win friends and influence people, you know, no one wins an argument. Let's find common ground and work from, and work outwards from that common ground.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Well, and that, that one, that one makes sense for you too. And uh, when it, it was cool to know what your perspective was and, and how, when you learn deeply on more of what they're speaking on, it's like, okay, I understand. Cause there was a point in time in the podcast where like me and Jer were kind of like, like both like looking at each other, like, gosh, dang it. Like we're, we're trying to get things done and whatnot. And And I felt like you are the nice, like, liaison in between us, too. Because, like, again, like, Jer's very dry and, like, factual. And I'm over here kind of, like, floating in La La Land a little bit. (laughs) So that that doesn't necessarily help us out when we're trying to get shit done. So it's good that you're there, Cole, and it's good that you're – that uh, you have found that as another piece to the pie. And, and maybe in the coming years, you'll see more of that come out of yourself. Uh, just to, to keep moving here. Uh, so my third, so my responsibility was four. So my third is uh, is, is positivity. That's my strength. And Makes so when, sense. I, when, <laughs> when I read this, I think you guys will literally be like, oh my gosh, duh. So uh, generous with praise, quick to smile, uh, always looking on the on the bright side. Um, some call you lighthearted, but others just wish that their glass were as full as, as yours. Um, but either way, people want to be around you. Uh, the world looks better uh, around you with your enthusiasm and, and its contagiousness. Um, there was one other thing. You interject drama on in every project. <laughs> I thought that was uh, kind of fun when I read that.
1: You know, I think this one goes hand in hand with Includer, where you like to include people and you like to make them feel good. And that's a great trait to have. That you that makes you extremely personable. And, you know, hearing that you're a positive you have a positive person or you're you have a positivity trait surprises me in the slightest.
2: I think one thing too, you know, I, I think back to just you know, when I would when I would I was first getting to know you. One thing that that I heard a lot of and I would have people that I didn't necessarily know it as well. Say to me is man, I just really enjoy being around that guy, and I felt the same way. Just there was there was an energy or like an aura, if you believe in that, or or something about you that it's like I just enj- like I have fun when I'm around this guy. I enjoy spending time with him. I enjoy being around him. I enjoy ha- <laughs> I enjoy just having him around, even if you're not conversing with him. Just having him around, people seem to be in a better mood. They seem to be a little bit more lighthearted. Yeah, dude, I think it's right up your alley, and I think it makes total sense, and I think there's. I think there's a lot, of, a lot of people like you, and I think, I mean, all of these traits that we're talking about lead to successful individuals, right? All of these things are, are very, very good. But I think positivity, I mean, positivity is a choice, and we've talked about that before. And when you can master that and actually make that a strength, that shows a lot of discipline, too, and I think those two things will go hand in hand.
1: Nick, I got a, I got a story, actually, about this, and I really hope you... um you remember this, but do you remember when we sacrificed the chicken breasts? Yeah. <laughs>
0: With the baseball. So, yeah.
1: Yeah. So I, I had the, the, probably the worst fall, worst fall ball you could have ever thought of, uh, entering upper Iowa. I was coming back, you know, I was riding high from my, my Juco season. I thought I was the man and I get to upper Iowa and I get absolutely lit up. And this thought just crosses my mind. Like, I need to do something different to, to please the baseball gods. And Nick was like the first person to say, let's do it. Let's sacrifice a baseball and a chicken. And I mean,
0: (laughs) yeah, that sounds like something I would say.
1: Oh, absolutely. You know, it, 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 may have worked a little bit, but I mean, you were like super supportive, super positive and literally everything that happened good after me, uh, for, or after that for me for like a, a little bit of time was like, yeah, that's the chicken. That's the baseball. And, you know, it was just positive fun. It was, it was great. And it's a, a story I may never forget.
0: Yeah. That was a, that was a really fun thing do, to do just because it was so out of left field. But uh, I, I know that people that know me probably assume that, you know, a little high on life, that positivity comes as a strength. I think I get it from my mom, honestly. Um, but I, I feel that in some capacity in the future, it will really help professionally though. Cause like, it's so hard as it already is. Life is so hard. So like, I'm just grateful that if that is a strength of mine, like how do you promote more sunshine in a world that is, is struggling a little bit right now? So uh, not only am I very grateful for that, but I think it makes more sense if you'd meet my mom too. I, I love her to death and she kind of has that fun, wild energy, but uh, just for time's sakes, we're going to go ahead and uh, get to four here. Um, Jared, what was your four? My fourth was significance.
1: And this actually, you know, threw me for a loop a little bit until Cole brought up a great point. You know, I'll tell, uh, I'll say why it threw me for a loop and then maybe he can come in with why it um, actually doesn't throw him for for a loop. But basically it tells me is I want to be significant in the eyes of other people. In the truest sense of the word, you want to be recognized. You want to be heard. You want to be, you want to stand out and you want to be known. And what makes me stand out because of this, it is chances are good that sometimes Um, that you sometimes sense that you are a bit overzealous making a name for yourself and advancing your career. To me, I've never thought of myself as someone who wants other people's approval or significance. I've always been like, you know, I don't care what you tell me. I'm only focused on what I can do better. So like hearing someone be like, good job to me is like, was like, you know, okay. But deep down inside, it it makes sense because it actually feels good and it really pushes me forward.
2: Well, and Jeremy, it makes sense to me, obviously, looking from the outside in too, because one, the line of work you're in, and and obviously, and we talked about this off air, so I'm going to try to recreate this this discussion as best I can, but you, you know, someone who's in sports information like you are, or even sports writing, you know, someone who's in sports journalism or journalism of any kind, really, they're doing it for To for the significance, right? No one just freelance writes forever. No one just freelance does advanced analytics for pitching forever. And so it made total sense that, you know, being analytical, Jeremy, you were going to go into the analytical field, right? And then even more specifically, you loved baseball. That's where the passion came hand in hand. And that's really where. You know, your strength and your passion come together and we're really cooking. Right. And uh, and lastly, you know, pitching, you have a knowledge of it. So it makes perfect sense that you want to be significant and you want to you want people who are are like minded and you want people who think the same way as you to to see you as a significant person that they can look to and and learn from and, and gain knowledge from.
1: Yeah, so Cole's comments made sense to me after I thought about it because I don't do what I do to not be known. Like, and this is the competitive nature in me as well. I want to be the best and I want to be known for what I do. And after hearing Cole say that, it makes 100 complete sense because like, I don't want to be the guy that is throwing up the wrong kind of information where no one will recognize me basically. I want to be the guy that people can come to and, and learn from and learn how to be a better pitcher, uh, a better analyst, a better uh better at advanced analytics. I want to be that guy that people recognize where I'm the one that they should come to.
0: Well, as a as a man, you want to feel that to a certain degree obviously. Like there's nothing more refreshing than when you're able to be that person of significance to come through for people like that. That's the obvious goal uh, for, for a man is being able to be, be a leader in an area where people can come to you, but more specifically for you, Jer, just knowing that you have the data to back all that up to prove your significance.
1: Oh yeah. I mean, I don't like going into like arguments or confrontations without knowing my stuff. And like, I want to be known for being right and making sure you know your stuff is like 100, 100%, like the best way to do that.
2: I think too, Jeremy, for you, I think it's going to mean a lot someday when you put out an article or, or you, yeah, you put out an article and it's going to include some graphs. It's going to include a lot of analytics, a lot of statistics, and it's going to be credited as a very, very reliable source for a lot of, uh, athletes namely baseball players and even on a spe- on a even a smaller spectrum pitchers it's going to be a great way for them to understand and and, and it's going to be athletes of all ages it doesn't have to just be professionals it doesn't have to be just collegiate players it can be kids it can be you know and people of any age even people you know 25 and older who are still playing baseball it's it. it it's going to be important for you that when you do put this out, that it is right, that it is reasonable and that people know you put in the work. You were the one that put it all together and, and um, they, they give you, you know, a little bit of praise for that. I think that's, I think that is important.
0: Well, I think that, that's where we are right now, Jer. Like You've been able to provide be of value to some of the people that you're working for, and, and you're seeing a small bit of the significance piece, and now you just want a bigger piece of the pie, basically. And, and being competitive is only a positive thing towards that when you're trying to, to compete against
2: other people. I think one thing, too, Jeremy, with, with this significance piece, it's super important, and I think, I think we actually did a really great job when, when Nick and I really decided we wanted to do this, we knew bringing you on, we had to have a very defined role because you—it it was gonna give you that sense of significance, and it was gonna give you that sense of imp, like importance and and knowing that you have a, a huge piece in this, and and you are super valuable to this. So when Nick and I came to you and said, "Hey, we need a guy that can edit, we need a guy that's gonna help us bring consistent content, and and that's gonna be active in a conversation," I think that's exactly this significant strength that that we're talking about right now.
1: Oh yeah. I mean, I I love knowing my role and it makes my life way easier to have someone recognize my strength. So it's definitely nice to know that now that I value significance.
0: Yeah. Well, think about it full circle. So I have an includer strength, so I wanted to include both you in here. And yet innately, you, Jeremy, have a strength for the very, very weakness me and Cole had. So that's where the beauty of this (laughs) thing is. So, well, no, that was a great insight on that, Jared Cole. Let's kick it to you. What was number four, man?
2: Uh, number four for me was belief, and this one, this one didn't surprise me as much. Um, uh, just because at the very beginning of of kind of the little description it gives, it talks about how it causes me to be family oriented. It causes me to be spiritual, value responsibility, and high ethics. Um, and those are all things that that I hold very, very near and dear to my heart. And, um, obviously I like to think that I, I am a family first type of a person and, and obviously, you know, responsibility, that buzzword comes up again. And that was number two on my strength list, um, in the description it even, you know, not to, not to get too ahead of myself, but consistency was number five and consistency is in there twice. It talks about being consistent and being, uh, someone that's easy to trust and that it demands that I find work that meshes with my core values and that I have a sense of purpose and a sense of meaningfulness, not that something is simply um, like a diploma, or it's not just a paycheck at the end of the day, that it, it is giving me a sense of, of fulfillment in whatever I'm doing, whether it's work, whether it's socializing, whether it's playing golf or, or like doing any, and something I love.
0: Yeah, this one was cool to me, and I'm going to point this out more specifically, Cole. So we knew going in that there were a couple that were close, like like you had mentioned, responsibility, consistency, some of these things kind of go hand in hand. But where this one was intriguing for me is looking how you have the spirituality part of belief, like you, you rely a lot on spirituality and, and that in your life. And so I think that was kind of a cool spin on it that it had.
1: Yeah, where I am more of a, a prove it, show me kind of person, Cole will, is more likely probably to give you the benefit of the doubt, where Cole is much more, um, how do I put it, more friendly to probably approach, where I may, may question you, Cole's going <laughs> to give you that, <laughs> they laugh because it's true, I, I will definitely question you sometimes, but Cole's going to give you that benefit of the doubt, and he's going you know, to believe you, and he's going to just be able to carry on a conversation with you as if it's, it's a fact. And it's, it's a very, it's a great trait to have. I wish I had some of it, but being analytical, it's it's very hard to not say prove it to a lot of people.
0: Well, I think that's where some of the, the fun part for you, Jeremy, comes in Is like s- spirituality, not that you wouldn't have a lack thereof, but that's where the two go head to head, right? We have facts on one hand and then we have, you know. Beliefs. Uh, Beliefs and and spirituality on the other, and generally those don't come together very nicely just because they're they're quite opposite. But it it is a nice mediator for Cole to have some of those feelings and some of those personality traits or strengths with yours. It makes a great compliment.
2: Well, I think it goes back to two I mean, yeah, like we talk I mean, we talk about spirituality, right? I I mean I'm a spirit I'm a spiritual person. I've I've grown up going to church and faith literally means believing what you do not see right or having a belief of the unseen nice. and i think that's i think that's exactly right nick as as you said that's where analytics and belief and analytical and belief butt heads is because analytical is exactly what jeremy said it's about show me it's about prove it and yeah i mean i uh my, my approach as Jeremy was talking about. I have a, I have a faith in humanity. I believe that there's a lot of unseen and I believe that there's a lot of good in people. Um, obviously there's bad and, and unfortunately in today's world, you know, one bad apple spoils the bunch, but yeah, I have a, b- because you know, of, of a spirituality background and, and, um, uh, my faith and my faith walk, I, uh, yeah, I do have a, a good sense or a, a good belief of the unseen. Well, I
0: think that kind of helps out with my positivity as well, too. I think that kind of rides in correlation together between me and you. Um, Okay, awesome. Well, my four was responsibility, and so just to round out the group, I'm not going to re-talk about that, but I am going to mention my five here. And uh, Right before we go into this last round and wrap things up, uh, obviously, if you've made all the final preparations before the fireworks on State Street, uh, you're good to go, and you're just finishing the show and drinking a cold one, but if you do need to keep some of that stuff up, we hopefully we can uh, provide a little productive push for you to to get things going. But my number five was actually restorative. And so it says, you love to solve problems, uh, whereas some are dismayed and yet, or, er, oh boy, here we go. Sorry, guys, I can't read today, I guess.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> Where some are dismayed when they encounter yet another breakdown, you can be energized by it. You enjoy the challenge of analyzing the symptoms, identifying what's wrong, and finding the solution. And I think where this really comes into play is in my profession right now. I help people make career moves, and there's a lot of dissecting that goes into that. And so now that I'm actually rereading this and, and thinking about my job, I'm finding I'm, I'm, I'm liking it a lot more than I thought that I would, and, and some of these aspects are, are the reason why. But yeah, so that was my number five, guys. That's one through five
1: you know it's it's something I wish I had more of in myself where I want to be able to learn about people's emotions and figure out what's going on what's going wrong because I'm not a very emotional person um some may some may argue that, but you know with my say. Yeah. <laughs> only, only when I'm on the pitching mound, then I get a little emotional, but I'd like to learn more about people and how I can analyze their situations and, and bring more of a light to themselves. So it's, it's nice to hear like you have a, you have a better understanding of it than, than I do because it, it makes up for my lack on the, uh, the podcast.
0: Well, yeah, it's almost as if this is how it would work. I would meet with the people face-to-face and give you the report. And then you would find how to solve the problem in the report. And then I'd take the information on how to solve the problem that you've thought about. And then I would present it back to them.
1: <laughs> oh, absolutely. I mean, I think that's pretty much how it works in the real world. We don't, we don't have your analysts solving your, your face-to-face problems. It's more, <laughs> we, we need a nice mediator and, and Nick provides a very good, uh, mediator for that.
0: Yeah. You guys, uh, uh, I don't take this in the wrong way, but maybe not the most uh, social people I've ever met. <laughs>
1: no, that is, that is 100% okay with me. I, uh, I, I enjoy sticking to my small friend group and, and that is perfectly fine with me.
0: Well, hey, Jeremy, that actually leads beautifully into your very last strength, does it not?
1: It does. My very last one is deliberative. And it says, you are careful, you are vigilant, and you are a private person. You know, the world is an unpredictable place and everything may seem in order, but beneath the surface, you may sense risks rather than denying them. You draw them out one by one into the open. And I I mean, I can't, I was, uh, I was a little shocked. This was lower or number five. I was, I was probably expecting this maybe number three, because I I mean, I'm a, I'm an extremely private person. There's very, very little people that know about my, my personal life. And I, I like to keep it that way. I like. My life is my life, and unless I really like you, I don't want you to know about it. And I want you to know me on a professional level. If, uh, you're my coworker, and if you're my friend, I will tell you whatever you want. But until you get to that friendship level, I like uh, like my privacy, and I like my peace.
0: Well, I just think that you don't like to be bothered by by people sometimes, just in general.
1: Oh, yeah. There's, there's definitely <laughs> times where... Um, you know, I was a, a teacher's assistant in, in college, so I would uh, grade uh, grade uh, um, tests, homework, and I would help out during class. And there's like some times where I'm like, come on, guys, like if you would just pay attention in the lecture, I wouldn't have to explain this to you five different times and then give you an F on your test.
0: It sounds like I was a kid getting the F.
1: <laughs> I'm not going to lie. There were a couple of times where one of our our former housemates had a, uh, a tech class that I had to grade his homework in. And I would, I would come home and I'd be like, dude, just do your homework. I don't want to keep giving you Fs.
2: That was not me, by the way.
1: It was not Cole,
2: <laughs>
0: And I didn't take a software tech class in college, so it's not me either. So, no, Mr. Galen,
2: vo- we're looking at you.
1: Nope, nope. It was a, it was a Volga household Different household. Uh, member. Different household. So, Galen, no, Galen, uh, I think he took his one tech class he needed uh, freshman year and knew it wasn't for him.
0: Yeah, I took a class like that too, but not to get too far off topic. Cole, what was your uh, your number five, bud?
2: uh yeah, my last one. I, I kind of alluded to it in the in the belief, and it actually tied all the other four up really nice. It was it was consistency, and um, I mean to be really brief about it, if I can be consistent with focus, responsibility, harmony, and belief, I mean I'm happy with that. I'm you know I I'll be living the good life, and and I see success in my future. So kind of a nice little way to wrap things up. And if I can right. harness it and and be consistent with those those first four things, uh like I said, man, I'll be happy.
0: Yeah, it it was really fun to go through this exercise with you guys and uh my last question or my last um bit I wanted to talk on is so now that we've taken it from the outside looking in, so we'll start with Jeremy. So Jeremy, of your five, probably 3 to s- 3 to 4 of them were Right on, right on with what we had known. What one surprised you, and then we're gonna tell you of the five which surprised us the most.
1: So what surprised me was the significance one the most because it threw me off right away. I was like, this is not me whatsoever. But hearing Cole talk about it, I was like, you know, that is actually me one hundred percent. And I'm I'm gonna say like none of these really actually surprised me. And I actually texted uh, my girlfriend Kaylee about this beforehand. I was like, well, hey, what do you guys, what do you think of this? She's like, that is like you one hundred percent. So. I don't know if I just did the test really the test really well because I'm super competitive and I want to be the best at it competitive joke there but don't have to laugh
2: (laughs) this mic is on
1: yeah so yeah it was just it was nice to have something I can look at now and be like oh okay this makes sense why I did that
0: yeah because for me when I saw that list I would agree the majority of those things I would have thought but um it helps me understand you now. So, like, I would get upset at little things, and I'd be like, "Gosh, why does that matter?" But now that I know that these are your strengths, it like totally makes sense. So I'm glad that oh, we're yeah. able to do that.
1: <laughs> I I hope this clears up all the like the scheduling things. Why I get mad at our at our schedule,
2: dude. I think for me the de- the the deliberation was was kind of surprising. I I did not. First of all, I didn't even know that word was going to show up on this this quiz or whatever, but the fact that it showed up for you kind of blew my mind. But I mean, hearing you talk about it, Jeremy, and, and obviously you've thought through it and obviously it's your results. You know, you don't, you know yourself better than anyone does. Um, it's, I mean, it's good to hear that you see that in yourself. I, I like that.
1: Yeah. I think the the deliberative probably threw you off because I got into like such a good groove with you guys early that I didn't really feel like I had to keep stuff away from you. Correct. So like you've gotten to know, like the the legit one hundred percent Jeremy, basically the whole time you've known me.
2: We love him for that. That's why we love you. Hell
1: yeah.
0: Well, I don't blame you for having that stance with people either, because it does take a level of of trust and and whatnot. But um, yeah, awesome. So Cole, let's do you now. So Jeremy, me and you to Cole, what were or Cole, what were something that stood out to you and or what did we think, Jeremy, that stood out on Cole?
1: You know, I think Cole's. I wasn't surprised. I'm actually most surprised at your results, Nick. So hearing Cole, <laughs> hearing Cole talk about his, I was like, wow, that is, that is Cole 100%. Like the beliefs, totally nailed Cole. And like the last one, totally nailed Cole. Consistency, yeah. Cole is a very consistent person and strives for consistency. So I wasn't super blown away by his results. And he probably did another really good job on the test. So, you know, it wasn't hard to imagine a different Cole after hearing these results.
0: Yeah, that's fair. And just to let you know, you can't actually win and taking a personality test, Jeremy. So <laughs> just, <laughs> That's okay. Just I want you know to. That. I know you do. Know I would that. love to win. That's great. I appreciate that. I think uh, I think the harmony one stood out to me, and only because I think that in the future, that will be a hidden trait, like a hidden gem, is that harmony strength that, that you have. And I think you guys would probably agree with me on, like your reaction to mine was a little bit like, whoa, I would have not expected that. And I think part of that is because I just haven't been able to use that strength in the right setting yet. So I think that harmony for you is coming down the pike, but it's cool that you got awareness of it now.
1: I think one thing that surprised me is Cole didn't get competitive or com- competition. I know. Knowing knowing Cole and living with him for two years, he was w- like, I was very external about my my competition where I would talk to myself, all that stuff. Cole was probably one of the most competitive people I ever met. So hearing he isn't didn't get the competitive, uh, trait quote unquote for this time around. I was like, wow, that's a, that's kind of surprising.
2: So I can explain that. I, when I, when I took this quiz, I tried to take it as I am today, not as I was, or not as I want to be. And I think with everything that, you know, that I've learned and that I've read and, and obviously like talking to you guys a lot and, and doing a, doing a podcast, I think that competitive nature has, has subsided a little bit. Obviously, like, I get out on the golf course. I, I, I get competitive. Or I get in any sort of, like, athletic or competitive situation, and, like, those juices flow, and, and I, I get going a little bit. But, dude, I think anymore – I mean, yeah, the Harmony one surprised me, too. Like, I, I did not think that. But I think Nick's exactly right. It's that the, – the harmonious strength – has only developed within the last like year or two. And I think that's something that I'm going to continue to get better at. And I'm going to continue to, to learn a little bit more about myself. And cause I think it is something that could be a hidden gem. And I think it could be a value down the line, obviously with the way the world is being very black and white, trying to decipher between right and wrong. And that's one thing I was at a younger age. I was, I was very much so this is right. This is wrong. Uh, and just in the last year or so, I've begun to understand that there's a lot of gray area. There's two sides to every coin. There's two sides to every argument. There's two, I mean, there, everyone, and everyone has their own opinion. That's, that's just the fact of the matter.
0: Yeah. Well, that's awesome, dude. And, and we, again, we're so grateful to be able to come together and do this episode and kind of gain that self-awareness. Uh, lastly, before we plug social, uh, so what were you guys most shocked about for me?
1: Um, responsibility responsibility
0: oh my goodness
1: once i heard you say that i was like there's no way that's there is something nick did that was wrong because i the nick clash i knew was never on time (laughs) and and that's where what, what bothered me the most was you know not like having like a cut and dry schedule for nick was like his thing and he was super fine with it but for me i was like come on dude I said 415, I mean, 415, come on. So like (laughs) (laughs) hearing that he now has the responsibility trait, it's, I think it definitely helps him out because that was like the one main thing I thought he was probably lacking in college.
0: For sure. Yeah. Well, it wasn't a surprise until I read that book and, and that's what is so important about doing these exercises is like. Had I not done that, I would have still been struggling with timing stuff, you know, and not that I'm great. Oh gosh, I'm not great, but <laughs> we're at least getting there anyway. We're
1: getting better.
2: Oh uh, yeah. The responsibility one completely surprised me. I I mean, you, like you were always a responsible guy just in a matter of like keeping the house clean or, I mean, you were to events on time. You liked to wait until like the very last minute. And that's what gave Jeremy anxiety. And so obviously- <laughs> oh, yeah you know he's got anxiety and i'm like god i just hate when these two are just button heads and that's maybe where that harmonious trait like started to flare up a little bit but yeah dude the the responsibility one for me was kind of surprising but it was also it's also a, real, a little refreshing because to be quite frank it shows that you're maturing and that's that's awesome. That's, right. that's an awesome thing
0: yeah that's never a bad thing and i think anyone who knows me would uh would uh, enjoy seeing that process happen again or as it occur- is occurring now uh no, dude, this has been fun. Jeremy, why don't you go ahead and plug social? So if you would like to follow
1: us, you can hit us up on Instagram. It is State Street Pod. Twitter is at State Street Pod And Facebook is State Street Podcast. If you like the podcast, please go ahead and subscribe and give us five stars. And we have started our first giveaway. We oh. secured we secured some pretty sweet stickers and you know. Go ahead and check out Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter to see how you can get entered in the giveaway. You can enter on each social media platform to increase your odds of winning the sticker.
0: Yeah, we're just going to have a little bit of fun with that. We had a a good friend of ours that I believe was on the podcast that went ahead and created some of the art, and and it's been kind of a fun process to see how it's all transpired uh, to get into these stickers. But Cole, you had something?
2: Well, just before we end out here, so... uh... On Thursday, we got our next guest lined up, and I want to I intro her a little bit. Uh, Emmett Kulik, we had him on the podcast a, a few weeks back. His girlfriend, Leah, is going to come on. Uh, she is now a, a grade school teacher. She obviously, as Emmett said, they live in Houston, Texas, and so coronavirus, is, it's been a hotbed down there, so she's going to talk, talk, talk a little bit about that. She also deals with a lot of inner-city youth. Um, and so she's going to get to talk on racial issues that she's seen firsthand just through teaching. Um, and she's going to share kind of some insight and, and basically, uh, to be quite honest, we're going to have a a discussion that may be a little difficult. It may be a little bit, um, uncomfortable for people at times, but it's, it's something that, that I think it's time for us to have. And it's, it's, it's going to be good. It's going to be refreshing and uh, it's going to be good for people to hear a firsthand account from someone who's who's seen it.
1: Yeah, I think here on State Street, we've kind of tried to stay away from it because we're three white dudes from Iowa and Minnesota. We don't get that firsthand knowledge. We don't see it firsthand where we're bringing on Leah because she has a very powerful message and Leah has experienced it. She understands it. She understands how she has to structure her life to Make it equal for everyone, and I think she will probably have the best message to give to people who maybe may not understand uh, equality in today in 2020.
0: Yeah, she'll be super exciting to have on to just not only catch up with her but also just to shed some light on this stuff because all we're really trying to do is create awareness uh, on this show and and this will give her a platform to do so so but anyway. I hope you guys had a great 4th of July and enjoyed those fireworks. Uh, If you haven't, and this is the first time you're hearing it and you're going to be a little late to the show with the fireworks, uh, we hope we prepped you or gave you enough time to prep for that. So until next time, guys, we appreciate it.